0: Welcome to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm your host, Pascal, a coach for conscious, creative, and unconventional entrepreneurs. In this space, we'll explore solutions to move through the blocks that can often keep us away from living our most creative life. You'll also hear stories from inspiring people just like you and how they were able to redesign their life and their business mindfully. I've created this podcast because we need more conscious leaders like you. Together, we'll help you unlearn old programming, ground into your truth, and take action confidently on what truly makes a difference. I'm really grateful that you're here. Let's dive right into this episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a guest joining us. Her name is Letícia. She's a soul and biz doula. You're going to learn more about what that means in the episode. She's also making ancient spiritual wisdom accessible for the busy modern day women. She has a very solid grounding in mindfulness. She actually started meditation at five years old. And she also comes from a lineage of healers. But she also blends a very strategic background because she worked more than 12 years in leadership and business and she's coming on the podcast today to share with us some principles of Ayurveda that we can apply into our life, into our business. She also shares about her experience juggling multiple roles as a mother who is starting a business while having a job and she brings us on her journey to design a life and a business that really works for you. So really excited to share this conversation with you today. So let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Leticia. So, so happy to chat with you today.
1: Thank you so much, Pascal, for having me. I'm so grateful to spend this time with you and sharing everything with your audience.
0: Yes. And you're joining us from Australia, which means you are technically in my tomorrow and I'm technically in your yesterday right now. <laughs> Quite yes. funny. I'm so excited for our conversation. I was really looking forward to it because we had a call a few weeks ago to just get to know each other. And I was just so fascinated by your story. You have so many interesting experiences and I cannot wait for the listeners to hear about it and also to learn more about Ayurveda, which we're going to get into in this episode. And I just love, love hearing about different modalities, different perspectives that you can just inspire yourself from to design your life design your business so I'm just very excited about that conversation Um, but before we get into it I would love for the listeners to get to know you better so can you tell us a bit more about you maybe in terms of your cultural background in terms of your professional journey and what led you to start your own business
1: thank you so uh I am originally from France. My name is Laetitia, which means happiness in Latin. And I am born and raised in the south of France in a family that was very connected to nature, um, a beautiful, you know, very loving family. So I'm very grateful for that. And I've been introduced to meditation and all the spirituality very early on in my journey because I was very hyperactive and hypersensitive. I, I couldn't find um, a restful sleep at night. I was seeing people in my room. It was quite um, making me quite anxious. So I've been introduced to all those modalities very early on and I'm very grateful for my parents to taking that path when I was very little and um, then i worked uh, in different countries and i traveled a lot and after all of those travel and exploration and working in paris for quite some time in strategy consulting i decided to move to australia with my partner and uh, now we live in bondi beach by by the ocean close to sydney and we have two beautiful girls Zoe and Lou, and they're two and a half and four and a half. And I decided to exit my corporate role. I've been leading teams and mentoring and uh, as as an innovation and strategy um, leaders. And I decided to exit this uh, job to focus full-time on my business Essential Shift, which is all about helping entrepreneurs and leaders to really align their lives. So aligning what they think in their head with what they feel or are passionate about in their heart and soul and what they are creating with their hand and will. So it's really why I have those three circles in my logo. So
0: yes, that's me. And I'm very <laughs> excited to be here. Yes, that's that's beautiful. And I love how you have a very strategic background in your professional journey, but also in your life story, you have a more spiritual experiences as well. So that's super interesting. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you are now full-time in your business since March, right? Because I yes. remember you had this mission to March, which I thought was so funny. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. I said this uh, mission to March Last year, I think it was September when I set it up, I was like, okay, by end of March, I am uh, definitely focusing full time on essential shift. And I set up this beautiful vision and I journal a lot on it and I had a lot of intentions and everything. And everything unfolds so beautifully Um, towards the end of March sorry end of Feb and everything was ready for me to go by mid-March so it was so beautiful to see that unfolding and the synchronicity of everything
0: so yes my mission to March is complete (laughs) (laughs) so happy for you and I just love your Instagram description as well you mentioned that you are a soul and this doula so I want to hear you more about what a soul in biz doula does on a daily basis and maybe also how you help your clients.
1: Yes, thank you for this question. So I um, I came up with a soul um, in biz doula after a few conversations with some of my clients because they were always telling me that, oh my gosh, you're giving birth to my new self, you've giving birth to uh, you know a new way for me to do my business, a new way for me to lead my teams and so on. And everyone was, mentioning the fact that I was, um, helping them through the birth process and, um, And so I played with a midwife for some time, but some people were connecting and messaging me being like, oh, you're a midwife. That's amazing. I was like, no, I'm not really a midwife. (laughs) It's just I am using the same kind of approach, which is facilitating and assisting someone through the maietic method, which is a Socratic method that you may know, but really helping them and guiding them through the process of discovering their inner knowing and asking themselves the right questions and holding space for them to travel within to do this kind of work so this is where I was like okay maybe I should try soul and this doula and it resonates beautifully especially as um, you know I gave birth naturally to two of my daughters. I've been very diving into the doula space and how to uh, you know hold space for the birth of the mother and of the child so I really find this beautiful and um, there is a quote from Plato that I love to uh, mention which is the greatest privilege of a human life is to become a midwife to the awakening of the soul in another person
0: that's beautiful
1: yeah i just know this quote now by heart because i just love it so much
0: yeah it's it's beautiful well thank you for letting us know what the soul in Bestula is it's so interesting and i lo- love how You know part of your work is holding space for someone else to get to know themselves and do that work and i know you also use the principles of ayurveda which we'll get into in in just a moment but i also wanted to hear you about a few things that i know my listeners may struggle with at the moment and those are things i know you've been through yourself as well so you may have this interesting perspective to bring to the discussion uh, and I'd love to start maybe with exhaustion and burnout. And I know you've been through this experience yourself in your career. So can you share us uh, share with us maybe how you were able to just navigate this challenging time and maybe what's been most helpful for you?
1: Mm. So I've definitely uh, been through that phase after about seven years in strategy consulting uh, back in France one day i just um woke up and i couldn't leave my bed and as i've mentioned early on i am hyperactive i'm definitely an adhd person which i think is a superpower but so i was like oh my gosh i cannot leave bed right now and um my partner with my husband now told me okay so maybe you're just a bit tired you may have pushed yourself a bit hard on this project and so on i was like no no it's just i don't want to leave bed i'm just I'm exhausted and I just want to stay in bed right now. I don't want to move and, and so on and so forth. Anyway, it's very weird for me because I never experienced that before. It was really my body telling me just stop now. Mm. And so I went to the doctor and it's very funny because the GP told me, Oh, you're suffering from burnout. But you know, when you suffer from burnout and when you have, you know, this kind of overachieving personality, uh, you know, the type a, uh, uh, person I was like no I'm not suffering from burnout just check my iron level just <laughs> let's find a way you know I'm sure I'm very fine but actually uh, she gave me two weeks of work and during those two weeks this is when I reconnected truly with my essence and with who I am which I have lost a bit in the um, you know in the corporate Um, ways of okay I'm going to go for the next role I'm going to go for the next promotion and especially in strategy consulting it's a way it's structured it's like you lead teams and then you lead bigger team you lead bigger project and then you make partners so I was really in that kind of momentum and it blocks me in the middle but just to tell me hey reconnect with yourself reconnect with your um lineage with um healing side of your family with all the spiritual practices that you've discovered in the past when I was living in India or in Brazil you know it was just a way for me to stop and reconnect with everything that I have been and done in the past that was not present anymore in my life
0: if that makes sense Mm -hmm, absolutely and it's fascinating how our bodies know before we do sometimes Mm -hmm. you know your body just Like, you know, it's time to rest. You're not getting up of, you're not getting out of the bed. Um, So it was, I guess it was maybe easier for you to kind of understand that you were going through this period because it was so out of character. Um, And I know that you just mentioned you took some time off to reconnect with yourself. Is there anything else that, or maybe there's not, but is there anything else that you found very helpful in terms of just getting back up and reconnecting with yourself?
1: Yeah, so something that really helped me was uh, rereading a book that I read when I was um, in India when I was 21, so 16 years ago now. I was in India and I was at um, where the, you know, Dhamshala where the Tibetan government is in exile and I went to the library there because I love library, I love books mm-hmm. and um, these books from uh, the Dalai Lama dropped from the shelves, and you know, as I've mentioned, I'm a bit spiritual. I was like, okay, I'm going to read this one, and um, and I start rereading this book, um, and it was really powerful during that time when I was really low to read this book, which was helping me to, you know, reconnect with the person that I was in my early 20s, was really clear about. What you wanted to do and exploring india going in different ashram exploring all this culture and feeling so alive mm. and uh, it was reawake a reawakening of my soul if i could use that expression and um yeah it, it was just a beautiful way for me to to do that so a book can help someone else if you remember of a beautiful book that you've read and That you want to go back to so for me the book really helped me and also reconnecting with a daily practice of meditation reconnecting with nature reconnecting with my passion for horses all those kind of things that i i was not making space in my life for because i was too busy in the consulting realm So really reconnecting with uh, my own realm, if that makes sense, was really
0: helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. And something you've mentioned that I think is key as well is just to kind of look for what makes you feel alive. So this book made you feel alive. This whole experience when you were in India made you feel alive and made you just reconnect with yourself. And I think that's key to just look out when you're very exhausted and you're going through that period where you just feel kind of (laughs) dead inside, if you will, Mm -hmm. to look for these, anything that just makes you feel alive and kind of do it a few minutes a day. And then it just helps you get out of that that space for sure exactly yeah and i would love to know as well now that you've been through exhaustion and burnout what do you think you would do differently now to just avoid falling back into that that space again is there any maybe um is there anything that you would do differently yes so today
1: i you know when i am a mother of two young daughters as I've mentioned earlier on, they are two and a half and four and a half, so they are like 23 months apart. We live in Australia with no family around us to support us in, you know, in the moment of exhaustion that you may feel as a mother. And I was running my business on the side at the same time as being a general manager in a big corporation here in Australia. So as you can imagine, I have um, approached this point of burnout again in my career and in my life in the past few years so the way I have always um, reconnecting is really by having daily ritual and really every day making time for myself to um, to do something that really nourish me that brings me joy that um, really helped me stay grounded and creative um, all those kind of thing has been helping me to keep the burnout away from me and really stay true to how I feel, how I truly feel. And uh, if I feel tired, I go to bed very early. You know, it happens to me sometimes to go to bed at 8 PM and that's all good. I just love those early nights. So really trying to see everything as, um, you know, as a gift from yourself to yourself when your body's tired and you need to go to bed early, just doing it with love. When, um, I need, like I've mentioned to you this morning, uh, to go out and go for a walk before the interview because this interview was at 8 a.m. my time. So for those who have parents, who have kids, you can imagine, it's like the rush hour to get the kids to school and so on. And my partner was beautiful, just looked after the girls and I went on a walk to really ground myself and come here very um, aligned and inspired. So just feeling that, You can take this time for yourself is a way for me to avoid the burnout.
0: Absolutely. And those, like you said, those daily rituals, sometimes it's just the little things, you know, just to get back and ground you while you navigate this. I love this, uh, this advice. Thank you. And you just mentioned you have two daughters and I was about to ask you about finding balance. So I guess uh, that makes sense that we get into that right now because a lot of my listeners may juggle different roles. So some are starting a business and they're still in a nine to five. Some are parents. Um, So I'd love to hear you about how you're able to find balance and create space for all these different parts of your life.
1: Mm, yes, and we all um, juggle so many roles, right? We we all have so many things on now, and it's really, if we get into the Ayurveda later on, you will hear me speak about Vata, which is the, you know, the energy of having a lot on multiple tables open in our laptop, but also in our head and in our life. And I think it's so important as we have all those many roles, those many hats that we wear, to be mindful when you wear each of the hat of which hat you're wearing, mm-hmm. would be my advice. So if you're on your nine to five, just focus on your nine to five for the time you're on your nine to five. If then you have your side hustles that you want to attend in the evening or during your lunch break, just be fully focused on that during that time. You know, creating those kind of beautiful, um, dedicated, focused and mindful time for each of your role would be my advice. and before even before doing that it would be to question yourself about which hat do you really want to wear and uh, Mm. where do you want to spend your time in focus but taking into account that you've already done that work and you know the three five hats that you have to wear and you want to wear them then making um, very mindful choices and uh, making sure that when you're focusing on something you're really dedicated to it which can be hard but really harnessing the pita energy, which is now the fire energy, really focus and draining down to something to make sure that you're, you're doing it with intention and with, you know, no resentment for doing it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Every time I was doing my, my role as a, as a leader in corporate, I would always show up as it was something I loved doing because at that time it was a, the things that was right for me to do. And then when I would switch off and move to parenting, I would use what I call a third space to really, you know, refocus on myself and then go back and give to my clients and then to my, sorry, to my kids. And then with my business, I would do the same thing and and give it to my clients. So being very mindful with the transition and uh, the focus that you dedicate to each of your activities. It makes so
0: much sense. And I could not agree more about like being very mindful and being very intentional about one, like you said, just choose which hat you want to put on, Mm -hmm. make sure of that. And then once you, once you have those hats, it's just to really get in the role and be very mindful about, well, now I'm a mom, or now I'm in my job, or now I'm in my side hustle, and to be present. I think that's key. And sometimes we tend to think that multitasking is the good thing but it's it never gets any results honestly so I just love that you mentioned that because sometimes we're looking for um, super strategic way of like managing our time and being very uh, like groundbreaking ideas but it's just be mindful like choose what you want to do what you want to focus on and then be very present when you do it I love that exactly and more specifically you know now with
1: our phone we tend to be mm-hmm. i don't have seen so many um, of my friends that we hang out we have you know kind of a dinner but they're on their phone rather than chatting with you where it's quality time and let's connect with one another. And then you can have time to be on your phone and do your Instagram or your business thing. It's really important to, because then definitely when you're very mindful and when you set this time, you'll notice that you'll be more productive. So I love setting myself, you know, a 10 or 15 minutes timer when I go on Instagram and then it rings and it's like, okay, I have done what I committed to do and to spend the time on i'm not going to get into the vortex of this i'm going to move to another task would be a tip if some of you really wanted tips and are like oh my gosh i need something else than just mindfulness this could be something
0: absolutely i love that thank you for sharing and you just mentioned uh vata and pita right Yes, and I know that's my well for from the test that I did, that's my type, I guess I don't know how you call it, so I'm just really curious to hear more about Ayurveda just now because I know my listeners just want to learn about things like that, and it's a huge part of your approach, and I know you have a course coming up around aligning Ayurveda in your life and business. I'm super curious to hear. Uh, about how it can help you find alignment and ease and flow. Um, But I guess let's backtrack a bit and see. (laughs) Can you tell us more about what Ayurveda is for those of us that may not be familiar with it? Yes, of course.
1: So Ayurveda is really a powerful ancient wisdom, um, which is thousand years old uh, and coming from India. And it means the wisdom of life. Ayurveda and I think it's so beautiful just to know that and know that it's an alternative approach that really connects all the part of yourself so your mind and your body and your soul with your senses it's really important in Ayurveda also your senses and we tend to forget about our senses you know sense of smell and smell and sound and and the elements and associated to it so I think Ayurveda is a beautiful approach for me because it's truly in its way holistic it's not Mm -hmm. just looking at one thing it's not looking just at one part of yourself it's really looking at every part of yourself and also as i've mentioned the connection with the element it's also looking at the connection with some things that is broader than yourself which is your macrocosm which is a big picture of the universe so it's really looking at yourself the microcosm as a human being in the bigger scheme of things which is what I love because as I've mentioned I'm a bit strategic as well <laughs> I've been mean, worked a lot in strategy consulting and in, in leadership role like this I really love the aspect of the macro and the micro so this is the way I I have been teaching Ayurveda it's really looking at this in this holistic way I know that a lot of people start with Ayurveda with the dosha constitutional type so kapha, pitta and vata and what I love to recommend um, every of your listener is to tend to avoid just focusing on the dosha and doing a quiz online because then they will only get the constitution types based on how they feel at that moment, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Absolutely. Whereas your dosha are an imprint that was created at your birth in a way. it's uh, So you have your Prakriti, uh, which is really like, How do you feel right now? Whereas you have your Vakriti, which is really how you were when you were born. So it's really important to just start learning about Ayurveda in a broader context rather than focusing on your dosha. Because when you go in the broader context, knowing about the seasons, knowing about the senses, knowing about the prana, knowing about all those kind of beautiful sadhana, which is uh, the daily rituals, which I will mention after, then you can start doing by yourself your own quiz or your own test and being like okay i love summer i love winter or i love eating those kind of food or i love sitting still or no i'd rather run and all this kind of thing will give you information about what is your constitution so bringing this kind of deeper awareness in your life will give you much more than um what a quiz could give you, even though it's always interesting to, you know, for know from a quiz, don't get me wrong, but just I would love for your listener to go a bit deeper in their own um knowledge of themselves so that they can decide for themselves intuitively what is their own constitution.
0: Mm -hmm. And and how can they know that exactly? Is there any place or people you would recommend or even yourself to to know uh, in more, much more details, as you mentioned, so I think
1: the first steps that I'd recommend for your listener is to uh, start a journal and writing down about their emotions, about the food that they eat, about all those kind of things, and starting putting down those things and then looking at some patterns. Mm. okay, I don't react well to red meat, I don't react well to Summer, like I feel really hot. I um I am really, I don't know. I'm just taking an example to make a point, but I am really, it's not me. I am really uh, focused and I just have one way to do things. I'm not really listening at other ways and so on. I have, you know, a, a very focused approach and so on. So then you would say, okay, I'm very PITA in my approach. PITA, which is the fire, which is a focus, which is one of the constitutions. So knowing for yourself based on your own experience would be interesting. So rather than starting by reading about the different dosha, starting by knowing yourself and then looking at the dosha would be my approach. And um, it's the way I'm gonna teach the people in my course. It's really understanding, you know, through sadhana and and daily practice, who they are and what do they do and how do they bring alignments in their life and business? How do they bring harmony with the greater with the big cycles of the seasons of uh, the day, you know their natural rhythm and so on, so that they can bring awareness around their dosha so if you are a morning person or if you are an evening person, this tells you also a lot about your dosha
0: absolutely. I love that you mentioned just start a journal and get curious first, and then. Kind of see what makes sense in terms of the doshas. So you mentioned, um, you mentioned during the day, how, like when you feel more alive, or maybe during the year in terms of the seasons, in terms of what you eat or how maybe you go about emotions. Um, is there anything else? I'm just trying to see, like, what can we include in that journaling practice?
1: Yes. So apart from everything that you've said, I think something that is really interesting is also the type of activities that bring you joy Mm. because this will also tell you a bit about your type your constitutional type you know you may have a different constitution than someone who is always loving running and loving you know i don't know getting very activated activated in a fire would be very different so it's it's just starting with a curiosity. And then if you want to read more about the dosha, I have done a blog about it and I will teach more in my course, but I would say start with knowing yourself is Mm -hmm. so empowering and reconnecting with your own intuition as well about, Oh, what is it telling me about what I need and what I truly love? Not following someone else's routine, not following someone else's ritual that is okay. The miracle morning and rushing in the morning may not be your thing maybe your thing is more okay i love to start my morning with you know a nice warm bath and you know a different practice basically than what is written in some books
0: i love that and it's something i am just so passionate about to just drop the shoulds and what it should look like or does it look good uh but to really connect with yourself and just get to see what's true for you. It doesn't have to look good or sound good. Uh, If the 5 a.m. morning routine doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for me. I mean, find what works for you. And I love what you mentioned there. And it's something that I'm just, like I said, I'm really passionate about. And it's something that um, I teach my clients to track in terms of, how they go about their day, how they go about their week, their monthly cycle, kind of looking at the lunar cycle, the season. So I just love hearing more about Ayurveda as well, because I guess it's something, it's, it's going to be my new obsession for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. And it's what I love about Ayurveda. It's so ancient and at the same time, so modern.
0: Mm. So
1: it's, and it's part of what I love. It's like bringing back, some ancient wisdom to adapt it to our modern life. And Ayurveda is really beautiful for that.
0: It is, absolutely. So as we just start wrapping up this episode, I would just love for you to share, while you mentioned the course, so what you're creating at the moment, any upcoming projects listeners should know about, I would love for you to share
1: that's a very good question thank you for asking so i am uh working at the moment on uh doing a five uh day course on the elements on top of the course on ayurveda and it's really something that uh, doesn't take much time and really helping with simple rituals to reconnect with the elements on their day-to-day life and i think it's so beautiful to know that you have all the elements within you, but also around you to ground yourself. And it's, it's really a principle of Ayurveda, which is uh, called Dinacharya, Dinacharya. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it's really the daily, you know, cleansing and the healthy habits that you can include in your day so that you can feel inspired, creative, Connected and so on. So I am, I am working on that. It's going to be available very soon. The Elemental Alchemy um, course, and uh, and yeah. Apart from that, I have a membership, and I love to help my clients one on one as well on my Soul Alchemy programs, so discovering their soul and giving birth to their soul projects uh, in business or in leadership.
0: So beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And I, I can kind of hear my listeners, (laughs) I'm sure they're going to be so curious to get to know you. So can you tell me maybe what's the best way to connect with you? Mm. So I I hang out
1: a bit on Instagram, so they could follow me on Instagram at essential.shift. Is the best way, you know, to DM me, follow me, ask me a question. I'm uh, very mindful about the time that I spend there, so sometimes may take me a few days to reply, but I always reply to every messages and give them some tips and and help them i'm I'm loving that i'm loving the connection on instagram otherwise you can um go and hang out on linkedin or you know go and check my website or my membership but really for me instagram is the best way to get to know each other
0: awesome and you you also have a facebook group right or is yes, it- I do. Yeah, because yes. I, I saw a training that you did a few weeks ago and it was so interesting about um, the cleanse and kind of getting into a new season as well. I loved it. Yeah, thank you so much. It's true. I always forget to promote. <laughs> The Facebook group, but I do
1: have a free Facebook group. It's called uh, the Essential Shift Collective. And I give a monthly free masterclass on it. And it's true that last month I did a masterclass on an Ayurvedic seasonal cleanse. So helping everyone for free to step into the new season with confidence and, and just going through a cleanse and being mindful about What you do during those few days of cleansing and so on so it definitely and it's still available on the facebook group so if any of your listener wants to join now they can watch the replay and ask me questions thank you you so so much are you so good
0: of course well i really love this uh, this training it was super interesting and uh, if it's still available, I would really recommend people to go and check that out. It was, it was great. Um, but I will add all of your links in the show notes as well. And if the course is available once this episode is aired, I will add that too. Um, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with me today, for sharing your story, for bringing such a, an interesting perspective with Ayurveda. And I just know this will be so, so valuable for the listeners. So thank you so, so much again
1: thank you thank you pascal for holding space for this conversation it
0: was beautiful thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Leticia. i'm gonna leave her links in the show notes so that you can get in touch with her learn more about all the beautiful offerings she has in this season i hope this served you today and we'll speak soon thank you for listening to the change your latitude podcast i'm really grateful that you're here and i would love to connect with you you can find me at changeyourlatitude.co to learn more about my coaching partnerships and also book a free discovery call. That's also where you can sign up to join Letters to a Wildflower, my bi-weekly newsletter where I share business and mindset guidance and also journal prompts to help you navigate entrepreneurship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media and with a friend that might need the conversation. I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or a rating on any podcast platform. It really helps the podcast grow and reach more people that might need this message. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you soon.